What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kato's Corner Sports Talk here on episode four. We're breaking down an awful lot today. Uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. men's basketball team and their recent embarrassment um, at the FIBA World Cup. We're going to talk about the MLB, a little bit of Yankees talk, heading into the heading into the postseason stretch here, and then we're going to break down week two. I'm going to give you my... Uh, my picks for week two and just a little analysis on some stuff like that, but we're going to get right into it. Like I said, uh, the U.S. men's basketball team basically been the gold standard of international basketball for quite some time now. Um, they're playing in the FIBA World Cup. It's been an absolute disaster. Um, it's no question that the NBA has the best talent by far, and it's players that they usually bring out are you know, the best of the best. And I think this year we saw completely the opposite of that. Um, we're used to the LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade-esque players being on the team. This year we saw something a lot different. A lot of young guys, um, just with the likes of Jalen Brown being 22 years old, De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Joe Harris, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, Mason Plumley, like P.J. Tucker, like these guys aren't, they're not what we're used to seeing for the U.S. men's national team basketball. So it was a little interesting to watch them play. Um, they had the likes of Donovan Mitchell, Kemba Walker, even Jason Tatum, some all-star talent, if you will, but the tournament was just a complete disaster. Um, they lost to France by 10 they lost to Serbia by five, placing them in the seventh-place game against Poland. Um, you know, if you told me that the U.S. was going to be playing in a seventh-place basketball game with the NBA talent that we have at our disposal, I would probably laugh at you. But it's actually a reality at this point. I think this is probably the worst showing we've ever seen a United States men's basketball team give on such a scale where we're used to seeing them winning. And it's like... We want the gold standard to be back. Um, a lot of guys were kept off the roster. Some guys weren't even giving, weren't even given a chance to go and play. Some guys opted not to play. Um, I know one guy in particular, Carmelo Anthony, was legitimately just told, like, no, you are not invited to the combine to see if he can make the team. After all he's done for USA Basketball, I think that's very disrespectful. I think that guy deserves a lot more. And, um, you know, I just want to see USA Basketball get back to the gold standard. It's not every time, it's not every year you get to see them play, but when you do, it's usually a lot of fun. And this FIBA World Cup has been nothing short of a disappointment. And hopefully from here, we can see a lot more talented guys get out there rather than the likes of some of these run of the mill average players in the league. Um, hopefully that gold standard comes back to U.S. men's basketball. But, that's all I've really got on that. We're going to jump into the MLB now. A lot has been going on, especially in the last couple days. Um, the single-season home run record was shattered um, at 6,106 home runs throughout the league as a whole. That's a ton of home runs. Now, we still have two weeks left to play here in September. That's an awful lot of time to hit a lot of more home runs. Um, teams live and die off a long ball now. It's been, you know, basically since the since the end of the steroid era, that's basically 
been what baseball has been about is the long ball. The bats are getting better. Um, if you ask me, it seems like the balls just fly out of the stadium. Um, it's really a hitter's game. So I'm excited to see how many home runs they could put out, put up, you know, with two and a half weeks left to play. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll see a record that can never get broken. Um, in other news, Christian Yelich done for the season, fractured his kneecap on a foul ball that he hit off his own knee. Um, and this is just something you just hate to see. He's, you know, the reigning MVP. He's one of the best guys in the league. Um, one of the best players in the league by far. Um, and just to see his season end on such a such a dull moment is an act, it's it's an absolute shame. Um, he finished the season batting 329, 161 hits, 100 runs, 44 home runs for 97 RBIs. He had 30 stolen bases. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, just being that guy from Milwaukee, he's been an absolute stud for the last couple seasons, and it's like I said, it's just a shame, a shame to see a guy like him go down, especially with how talented he is and how how great that he is. It's it's not something you ever want to see happen, especially to one of the best players in the game. Leading me to my next topic, the Angels are out of the playoffs again. Um, this is the fifth year in a row that we're going to be without the best player, hands down, in baseball. Mike Trout in October, no postseason baseball for him. They haven't been there since 2014. They lost to the Royals. Um, this hurts to see. It's you just want to see the best guys playing in October. You want to see the best of the best. And you know, Mike Trout is the best. There's no question about it. And it it's it's pretty it's pretty downing to see that that team can't get to the playoffs. Obviously, it's tough. It's a team sport, but to see a guy like Mike Trout not playing in October, starting his vacations early, is something that, you know, hurts a little bit and isn't something that we want to see, but it's something we've got to live with. Um, moving me on to the New York Yankees, uh, currently 95-51. and 51. They just dropped the game to Detroit, um, and they are finishing up their series with Detroit today, who is 43-100. and 100. That's... You know, that's about as bad as it gets. They're, they have a doubleheader today. Hopefully they can pull two games out of that. And then their next three games are against Toronto. I think those should be three wins. This should bring them to 100 wins, these next five games, starting today with the next three in Toronto. Um, the other news of the New York Yankees, yes, they're playing great. Yes, they've got a great team. Yes, they've been doing all these things. They're just going to get better. It's time. Their guys are finally coming back. Luis Severino is scheduled to make a tentative debut on Tuesday at home versus the Angels. He's been battling shoulder shoulder injuries all year, lat injuries all year. He's finally hitting the rehab. He's finally getting comfortable enough to be out there, and Boone is very much comfortable with him getting on the mound. Um... And he's not the only one coming back. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, Big G, probably going to be back around the same time. Um, he hasn't played since June. He's been fighting bicep injuries, left shoulder injury, right knee sprain. Literally, has barely played. We've we really have not seen Stanton on the field at all this year. So it's exciting to get him back and get him back in the mix for the outfield. Not sure what that's going to mean for guys like Clint Frazier, but. It's great to see him back in the lineup. And then Dellen Batances, right behind them both. Um, 
set to do a rehab game for Trenton on Friday. According to the New York Post, um, it's perfect timing to get them back to full strength. You know, you've got the bullpen. You've got the starters now. Stanton coming back, big bat in the lineup again. He's going to be, you know, a guy that they circle on every lineup card every night. This is the perfect time to get them ready with two weeks, a week left in this in the season, getting all three of these guys back. This this could be the push they need to get to 28, and I think this is the year that they should do it. I think they've drawn a lot of comparisons with the 2009 team. I think it's time for them to, you know, really make the leap and get that 28th World Series championship. I think it's the, I think this should be the year. Um, and that's about all I've got for baseball. We're going to jump into the NFL now. So week two, week one, you know, week one gave us a lot. Gave us a lot of good. Gave us a lot of headlines, a lot of storylines. My predictions last week, I was three and two. I was let down by the Browns. They got beat up by the Titans. And the Giants, I just picked the Giants on a whim here. Being a Giants fan, being a little biased. I thought that they would take care of business in Dallas. First drive looked great. Rest of the game, not so much. Um, hopefully they get back on the right foot. But as for as for headlines, we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about Antonio Brown, of course. Antonio Brown let go by the Raiders after this whole big ordeal, not getting his money, the thirty million that he had guaranteed, you know, getting fined. Button heads with the head with the with the head of the staff, just not a good look for AB. Um, and then he signed with New England. He was let go when he was signed with, you know, signed with New England. Me personally, I felt that was the plan all along. I I feel like he wanted to be in New England to begin with. Um, it all happened so quick. I think it was some sort of planned. I don't think he wanted to be a Raider ever. I don't think he was really interested in playing there, but. Now he's got what he wants. He's playing with, you know, with Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Josh Brown, and Josh Gordon, not Josh Brown. Um, Josh Gordon. It's going to be one of the best offenses we've ever seen if it could get the ball rolling and get on the field together. Um, obviously, a lot has gone on within this week with the accusations that have been held against Antonio Brown and his former trainer. Um, he did practice with the Patriots, but I do, you know, I do look forward to seeing him get on the field, but if these accusations are true, who knows how long, how long term he will be in New England. As for that, you know, week two, lots and lots to look at. Um, Thursday night football tonight, we've got the Buccaneers and the Panthers, Think that's a I think that's a pretty good Thursday night game. Um, you know, Thursday night's never really a huge marquee matchup. Both these teams are looking for their first win. Both teams looking for a bounce back. Um, Carolina just just barely lost last week. Um, they just got beat by the Rams, and I think that this week they're going to squeak it out. I think Carolina's my pick for tonight on Thursday night football, but we're going to jump into my five games to watch for week two. Um, this was a lot of fun for me last week. I'm going to keep a tally on my picks, and each week I'm going to let you know what my overall record for the season is. Right now I am 3-2, and two, 
Um, hopefully, I could jump to eight and two, getting all five of these correct this week. But we'll see. Football is a football is an interesting game. Sports are an interesting thing, and it's you know nothing ever goes as planned. But for week one, I mean for for game one, I've got the Vikings at Green Bay. I think that's going to be an excellent game. Both teams are one and zero. I need more from the Green Bay offense. They scored ten points on on Chicago. Obviously, Chicago's got a great defense. I want to see more from Aaron Rodgers. I want to see more from that team. I think that they're going to pop out a win. I think this is a great victory for Green Bay. I think this is a great football game, Sunday 1 o'clock in Green Bay. I think that's definitely a great game to kick off the weekend. Game 2, I've got the Seahawks at the Steelers. The Seahawks barely beat the Bengals 21-20. to um, The Bengals are a bottom feeder team. I don't think that's you know really anything to look at. I think the Seahawks need to improve on that. Um, and the Steelers just need a bounce back game. New England put them in the floor. Um, that was not a good game at all by any means. That was probably on paper the best game to look at. Like I said last week, you know, New England has the most wins in the last five seasons. The Steelers are right behind them at two with the, you know, with the second most wins in the league in the last five seasons. I want to see the Steelers bounce back this week, and I think they will. I think they will win this week. I've got them beating the, beating the Seahawks at home in Pittsburgh. That's going to take me to game three. Chiefs at the Raiders, Sunday, 4.05. Both teams 1-0. Um, Post-AB dilemma, you know, how are the Raiders going to handle it? I think they looked pretty good last week against Denver. Um, in my opinion, I think they're both good offenses the Raiders and the Chiefs, but I think that Mahomes is just going to be too much for this Raiders defense. Um, Mahomes last week had three touchdowns, 378 yards for 76% of his passes were completed. And I think we're just going to get more. I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. I think this guy's going to be the real deal. I've got the Chiefs beating the Raiders for game three, taking me to game four. Saints at the Rams. Um, if you watch the if you watch that Saints versus Texans game, it Drew Brees just proved that he is he ages like a fine wine. He still got it. Um, the game winning drive week one set up the field goal with less than a minute. Um, the Rams barely just beat the Panthers last week. I you know I expect a little bit more out of their defense. Um, this game has all of the possibilities to be a shootout with if both defenses decide to you know not show up again. Like I said, I think I need more from the Rams defense, and I think I'm going to get that this week. Sunday, 4-15, I'm picking the Rams at home against the Saints. Despite Drew Brees looking as good as he did, I'm still going to take the Rams. I think they're going to they're gonna get back to what they should be. They're going to jump to 2-0. and And then Game 5, Monday Night Football, 8-15, the Browns are at the Meadowlands against the Jets. Both teams are 0-1. Sam Darnold is out. He cannot play. Um, just got diagnosed with mono, which is just out of the blue. This is so unfortunate for the Jets, especially with all the promise that he has. And, um, you know, talking about the Browns is always fun because Baker Mayfield and this this group of young talent, you know, they've got Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and Joku, such great players. Are they going to show us what they're made of finally? I think the game in Tennessee was not good. Um, a lot of a lot of first game jitters. Maybe I think playing the Jets in the Meadowlands is never an easy play, never an easy place to play. But I think the Browns squeak out a game against the Jets. They get the win, hopefully, in in pretty prime fashion. I think you know Baker Mayfield is ready for the challenge of leading a team with such star power. 
and I'm really excited to watch that game on Monday night. Those are my five picks for the week. I've got Green Bay, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Browns all winning, and hopefully, hopefully I can stay true to that and get that correct. If not, I'll let you know next week on what my what my standing record is. Right now, I'm three and two, but things are looking good, and we'll catch you next week on another episode of Kato's Corner Sports Talk. See you guys soon.